Hey everyone, welcome to Bridal Mess, the show where each week your bridal bestie, me, Amir Lawali, dishes about the latest wedding scandals and gossip from a friend of a friend of the bride. So sit back, grab a glass of champagne, and let's get messy. Today's guest is Jasmine Parker. With a fierce type A personality and a keen eye for aesthetics, Jazz has cultivated an online community by sharing her journey as she gracefully balances life, love, and a thriving legal career. Expect to find Jazz sharing wedding tips, organization hacks, and advice on living a balanced life. Now, offline, Jazz is a newlywed entertainment attorney, nonprofit founder, and an entrepreneur. Welcome, Jazz. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. This seems like so much fun. Thank you so much for coming. Let's jump right in. Let's get right to the mess. Let's do it. What was your messiest bridal moment? So I would say, I think many brides have this, like the amount of people who just assume they're going to be invited to your wedding just because like they know you <laughs> and like the realities of like how many people you want, how many people you can afford. My ex-boyfriend's mother actually DMs me about getting an invitation to the wedding. Wait. I wish I was joking. This is this is facts, like 100% true. She DM'd me pretty much saying, hey, can I get a link to your wedding registry? I would love to send you a gift. And I thought that she was just being kind, wanting to send a gift. So I sent her the link registry, uh, the link to the registry. And then she followed up almost immediately after with, when can I expect my invitation for the wedding? I remember thinking like, Ma'am, you have to be on the side of your son with this. You yeah. Can, you cannot come to my wedding. I think that was like by far like the messiest thing. Cause I remember thinking like, we had already agreed previously that we wouldn't invite like any exes to our mm-hmm. wedding. And I think that that's a very common, actually, I didn't know how common it was, but I think it's a common thing that comes up with like whether or not you should invite exes to your wedding. Cause yeah. maybe sometimes you're friends, but we are very early on said no exes. So I'm like, certainly not going to invite my ex's mom. Like, that's exactly. just weird. That's so funny. Honestly, the audacity of her. But I do love that she's like, you know what? You're still cool. <laughs> yeah. I, in hindsight, I remember telling the bridesmaids, like, you guys won't believe what happened. Like, so-and-so's mom reached out about getting invited. And they were like, girl, like, let it go. And I remember thinking, too, like, this is unbelievable. But it happens in wedding planning. And I'm sure you know, too, like, at a certain point, it's like everyone thinks they're invited to the wedding. Mm-hmm. Like if you ever said hello to me, people who don't even know now my, my, now my husband's name was like, oh yeah, I'm definitely coming to that wedding. And I think a part of my personality too, because I, I do love like planning and hosting. People mm-hmm. thought I was going to have like a 500 person wedding and that just wasn't happening. There are still some people who, and I'm going to just keep it real since we're talking mess, <laughs> bridal mess. There are still some people who snuck onto that guest list. Okay. Really? By the skin of their teeth, right? <laughs> And I did it out of like obligation. Yeah. But since being married, I realized how many obligations I tied myself to. Like literally since the wedding day, I haven't even heard from those people. Right. So like people will definitely still get in. I think I would have had even more discretion. Mm -hmm. Our cap was like 150. And I think we invited about like 160. And day of, I think we had close to like 145. So we were really close to the number, but girl, people still got in by the skin of their teeth. So like, let's put some perspective on our opinions, but they say weddings and funerals. And as someone who has had to plan a funeral and plan a wedding, it is a hundred percent facts. 
it's as if people feel almost entitled to like being there and a part of the occasion. I get the excitement about it because it is a very exciting time for the couple and the families of the couple because it really is like, I remember seeing a TikTok of a woman saying like, how serious is it that your family is present? And now in hindsight, as someone who wanted to at one point elope, it is such a beautiful thing for oh, families to like come together truly on the strength of two people falling in love. You know, like that yeah. is truly beautiful. And like, it's very few occasions where you get to feel like in heavenly presence, right? Like birth, death, unfortunately, but then weddings, like something that's just so innocent that brings people together. So I get the excitement of wanting to be a part of that, but People shouldn't take it so personal if they're not, not invited or when things don't go their way. I'm a middle sister, like an older sister, younger sister, right? So they've kind Ooh. of protected me throughout this process. And I always say, out of the three of us, I'm the nicest. So they're like, no, you're not going to come for my sister in this. There are some people where like, I knew they weren't on my list originally. And they're like, I start to feel guilty over time because I can tell they're feeling left out. And I don't want anyone to feel bad, da, da, da. And my sister will literally be like, mm, did she call you on your birthday? No. Mm, did she say congrats for this? You were in the news. No. So uh, she was like, she saw you and she didn't call you. She only be at your wedding because she's not going to be at the next event. And I was like, thank you for saving me $300. I that is real. That is real. And, you know, how fortunate are you to have an older sister? I am the oldest. Ah, uh, yeah. And so... I think people, I've always been a type A personality and mm -hmm. I've always kind of been a little bit like a boss. You know, I, I don't want to call myself bossy. You should. Yeah, but you got to own it. Like I, <laughs> I, I was trying it. to brag about you earlier, but you can continue to brag about how great that is. So I would just love for you to own it here. This is a safe space to yeah, I'm live in your greatness. I have always been a type A boss. My favorite thing about myself is that I make my own dreams come true. And that's been I that. since I was a kid. If I wanted something, I was able to go get it. And I love it for me. It's my favorite thing about myself. So when my wedding came around, mm -hmm. people knew that I was going to have the wedding I wanted to have. And I've never been shy to like, I believe in telling people the truth. I think it's like the highest form of respect. I'm not even somebody who is like brutal. I am delicately honest. I will tell you the truth about where I'm at with something and you can meet me halfway or you don't have to. I was authentic to myself. And I think that with wedding planning, I didn't have a lot of like, people outwardly confronting me because mm -hmm. they know I'm not afraid of a confrontation. Yes. <laughs> I'm not afraid of a confrontation. So if you confront me about something, you better be prepared because I will meet you where you at on the bridge and I'm going to tell you what it is. So I luckily I didn't have like a lot of that type of confrontation. I hear you with like, you start to feel guilty about like wanting to cave just to make other people happy. Mm -hmm. And I got to the point and luckily my husband and I, we had like, we were in very close step with a lot of these decisions. This is our budget and we're not going over the budget, period. So even if I had all of the guilt in the world, if me going even $200 over my budget, I'm so sorry, I hate to break it to you. You're not worth the $200. I, love you're not, I mean, we're an older couple. I remember at one point on TikTok, it was like a thing of like people getting married in their 30s being called like, okay, <laughs> geriatric. And I was just like, okay, what is this now? That is wild. I'm going to be honest. Anyone who's getting married pre-30 and you, you, this is an unpopular opinion. I'm saying the 10 toes down. 
you really should not be getting married until you're in your 30s. That's just me. But that's just me. I'm biased. I'm very biased. I was dating in my 20s, please. Trash. (laughs) Trash. (laughs) If I would have been legally committed to that man I was dating at 21 through 28, honey, it would, oh my goodness, my life would be miserable. (laughs) Okay. So I actually related to your story a lot through TikTok because you were very open and vulnerable and upfront about how sometimes through the wedding planning process, grief sinks in when you're grieving a parent. And I lost my father years ago. I I always say I've been alive longer without him than with him at this point. Mm -hmm. But there's a wave of grief that came over in particular when he got engaged and things started to plan, he just felt different. Yes. So you were very open with it. And I would love for you to share, like, how was your process through that? How did you balance grief and joy throughout this process? Yeah. So when I first got engaged, I remember thinking like, oh my gosh, like I was so high. Like, I was so happy, like this ultimate high, right? And then when it came time for wedding planning, it was like the absence of my mother. I lost my mom in 2015. It was like, it was this like start crash. Like it was, it happened very quickly for me. And anyone who's experienced grief knows that like it truly is seasons, yeah. right? And I've been through grief counseling and I'm very attentive to my needs when it comes to grief, particularly around like Mother's Day, birthdays, things that are like very historically related to my mom, mm-hmm. her birthday. So I wasn't prepared because, you know, I, I, one, I didn't know I was going to be getting engaged like that particular day and time, right? Like it just happened. And so when I realized it was time to start planning the wedding, it never even dawned on me that, oh my goodness, I'm going to have to plan a wedding without my mom, right? And so you have all of these things that like you grow up fantasizing about, or even you see on TV, like going dress shopping with your mom and, you know, picking colors, looking at wedding magazines, putting together your bridal shower. And I remember thinking, oh my goodness, like my mom is just like not physically here. And that actually what led me to start creating TikToks because I wanted to document the journey one, but two, I felt like I needed like a space to kind of like be free to create while my emotions were going through this like up and down roller coaster of, of grief. Right. And so I remember going dress shopping. At first I had a lot of anxiety around dress shopping and I did pageants. And so I'm definitely a girl's girl. So I love like shopping and like doing dress shopping. And so one part of me was very excited. And the other part of me is like this, like this massive hole of like not having my mom there. And again, like just always envision my mom being there for that experience. And so (laughs) I told my bridesmaids exactly how I was feeling. I told the women in my life, like my grandmother, my stepmother, who I call mommy Nikki, like I I told them like exactly where I was at with it emotionally. And so they were aware as Mm -hmm. well. And I think that they were very delicate with me too in the process. And so I remember trying on the first dress and don't get me wrong, like that also came with some other territorial issues, I'll say, but the trying on the dress, the first dress, I remember putting it on thinking like, okay, just take a deep breath. Your mom is seeing this in heaven. Like, you know, the fact that I even got married was like still a miracle. Right. And so I'm thinking like, you know, 
my, my mom would have loved my husband. My mom, my mom has orchestrated this from heaven. I had to reframe my thoughts. Like every single time a negative thought came in, I had to consciously reframe it into a positive thought so I wouldn't fall into a depression. Yeah. And so I remember trying to say, okay, your mom is here. She sees you in this dress. Would my mom love this dress? And I almost felt like during the process, my mom was certainly with me. And so I felt like whenever I was at one of those crossroads, I could like hear her like laughing. I could hear Mm -hmm. her. And that was so nice. Because I haven't been like, I'm, I'm the oldest, like I share, I'm the oldest of six and all of my siblings have seen my mom in a dream. You know, they have had that and that has not happened for me. Like I, it still hasn't happened. And so I remember thinking like, okay, like maybe she will come to me, you know, in my dreams during this experience. But instead I just felt like she was more so like within me. It kind of helped me get through it. And when I did have moments, so I would say like that was the like getting the engagement was one piece, and then the dress shopping was another, and then on the actual day of the wedding, you know, like when yeah. you're dressed and you're yeah. going through it. And I remember thinking, I was looking out the window. I was very conscious about like the wedding vendors that I had, who were like you know just all good people, like good vibes. And I told all of them like what my situation was too, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a cancer. So I'm already very sensitive. (laughs) I'm just going to put it out there. I'm already very sensitive. I'm on an emotional roller coaster on a day-to-day basis, but you throw in grief, wedding, you know, whatever. I didn't know what was, what I was capable of. My bridesmaids had a a bet on how many times I would cry. And (laughs) the makeup artists and the hairstylists, they were like in the room with me when I finally like got everything together with my Nate's mom, my husband's mom, my stepmother, and my grandma. And I remember looking out the window. And I remember looking at the Atlanta skyline, and it was like, this could not be more beautiful. And I remember looking into the sky, and my eyes started to water. And I was like, I had such a sense of peace. I felt like that was my mom. Yeah. Right. So I carried that peace throughout the day. And then remembering that this is supposed to be a happy occasion, right? Like mm-hmm. I shouldn't be like, you know, full-blown grieving. So again, when those negative thoughts came in, I just refocused it like, wow, I get to experience something like this. My mom gets to envision, like see this from heaven. Like this is such a beautiful moment. I had to just walk with her in this, with her in me, but it was difficult. And I can imagine for you, you know, there are moments, especially like the bride and father dance, right? That you're probably going to have those moments too. And I want, I don't, I don't think I'm very cautious of the advice I give to other people because I feel like I don't have all the answers, but I will say, you know, the love for your father, you will feel it on that day. And I hope that you find little ways to honor your dad. And so I just found little ways for her to be a part of the day with me. But, you know, remember that it's still about you and your partner having this experience. So feel the emotion. But remember the goodness of it all. Like all of it is heaven sent. Like the whole experience is. But yeah, I guess that's my two cents. Like I appreciate you being so open about something that's so vulnerable and personal. I want you to know that you being so open has helped other people throughout this whole process. Because I was really struggling when I like found your page with it. So I know other people. I don't, I don't know why I'm crying on this. this no, you're gonna, make me cry. you're gonna make me cry. I can't believe I had us crying up here in the middle of the day. I'm so sorry. But. <laughs> So, are you ready for some bridal mess? Let's get into it. Let's get into it. 
Okay. Today, our friend of a friend of the bride is taking us back a few years. The year is 2015. Empire was one of the most popular shows on TV. Adele was at the top of the charts with her album 25. And the debate of whether that dress was black and blue or white and gold took over the internet. Oh, wow. What a time. What a time. (laughs) What a time. Our bride, Cassandra, was newly engaged in On Cloud Nine. Cassandra and her now fiancé, Ethan, have been together for two and a half years. They met at a music festival and instantly hit it off as friends. As time passed, their feelings grew, and a friendship quickly became an annoyingly cute relationship. Ethan was a bit softer-spoken. Cassandra was a firecracker. Ethan often played it safe. Cassandra never met a risk she didn't want to take. Ethan came from a large family with two brothers and three sisters. Cassandra was an only child. Though on the surface, they may have seemed like opposites. They were actually extremely compatible. They balanced each other, which made for a good team. Cassandra had carefully handpicked her squad of bridesmaids. She had six of them. Two of her besties from college, Izzy and Camille. Ethan's three sisters, Jen, Meredith, and Taylor. And her good friend from childhood, Tiffany. Now question, how many bridesmaids did you have? I had five. Oh, that's that's a good number. I wouldn't even go above that. <laughs> did you include anyone that was closer to your husband than you as a bridesmaid? I did add my husband's sister as a bridesmaid. They are very close. And she and I had a good relationship, but I think during the wedding planning process, we got closer. Oh, that's great. Now, our friend of a friend of the bride wants to make it clear that it was obvious that Cassandra was closer to certain bridesmaids over the others. But she was hopeful that throughout the wedding process, it would bring them closer together. And for most of that process, she was right. She felt like she was getting to know her future sister-in-laws a lot better. They had a banter, inside jokes now. They bonded over Ethan's mom's bad taste in linens and his dad's frequent tardiness. They poked fun at Ethan's lack of style. And I mean, isn't that what sisterhood is all about? (laughs) I mean, who will make fun? You have to make fun of them together. Together. (laughs) We're on a team. (laughs) Cassandra even felt a bit closer to her childhood friend, Tiffany. They met in kindergarten and were inseparable throughout middle school. Now, when high school came, things felt different. Not bad, just different. Their vibes just changed. Interests, activities, social groups, they were no longer identical. But that's the kind of thing that happens when you grow up. They grew apart, but the respect and love was always there. So, of course, Tiffany had to be a bridesmaid. Question. Do you put closeness over loyalty when you're picking your bride squad? Girl, I almost feel like this is a (laughs) a attack. (laughs) Does it feel personal? This feels very personal because I had a very, very close friend. Mm I mean, I've known her since I was about five years old and I did not select her to be a bridesmaid because we did, we're still close. Our families are still tight, obviously. She lives in a different state, but I didn't choose her to be a bridesmaid because I didn't like her boyfriend at the time. Did she take it personally? I don't think she did. I don't think she did. She still came to the wedding. She was still very involved, a lot of other things. And I think that she just kind of understood that you know, what all was going on that 
because also she lived in a different state, she wouldn't be able to mm-hmm. help out as much. And she just didn't have the bandwidth to help. So I don't think she took it personally, like, at all. But here's the thing about putting together a bridal party. You have to be smart. You have to be strategic about it, right? Like, because these people, men or women, right? They have to do a lot of work. Yes. It's a lot of work. And I have a friend who recently got engaged and I told her the same thing. Just because you're close to them doesn't necessarily mean that they want to be a bridesmaid. So I mean, that's one thing, right? Say it again. Because I had, they don't necessarily want to be a bridesmaid. <laughs> just because they're your best friend, BFF, that doesn't mean they want to do it. Because no. it comes with a lot of work and not just work. It, it's financially a lot on some people, right? Mm-hmm. And so I had conversations with each of my bridesmaids first before I had like, made a formal proposal to them because I wanted to see if they would one be interested, if they felt like they could handle it financially or if they even had the time. Two of mine had kids. Three of them had kids. So it's like, you have to be realistic. So I would say you have to be smart with who you pick. If they don't have the emotional, physical, financial bandwidth to be a bridesmaid, it makes no point to make them a bridesmaid because you're just going to stress yourself out. Exactly. So I, I stand by my decision still. Okay. Also, I just want to say off record, I do think this story was meant for you. <laughs> I you know, high key, like, yeah, that's what, like, this is like very, very personal because it is like so spot on. And I didn't even share it on my TikTok. So that's why I was like, okay, this is personal. Okay. I didn't bring it up on my TikTok <laughs> because I just felt like, one, I know my friend watches my TikTok and she will probably even listen to it because she's just that kind of friend. Like she is just so supportive, so kind. Like she's truly like my sister. Like in every single way. But I know that she just, it would not have been a good time for her. It wasn't her season. It was, yeah, it was not a good time for her. And I, would she probably agree with that? Maybe not. But I am confident enough in my friendship with her. Yeah. That she knows me well enough that she knows that I would never, ever intentionally do something that would harm her or hurt her. And that is why I make the decision that I made, because I know that she really thought about it deep down. She knows I love her down. I love her down. You mess with her, you mess with me. I will personally come and attack you for messing with her. (laughs) Oh, it's beautiful. You're going to feel very personally attacked by the rest of the story, but it's okay. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so, (laughs) Now, since joining her bride squad, Tiffany's energy has been off. She answered every request with a snarky attitude. She wasn't excited for any events. She was more than a little negative. Cassandra started to question if she wanted to be included. It felt like a different version of her friend that she's ever been around. But Tiffany was excited for Cassandra. She was happy that her friend was happy in life, even if at this moment, she herself wasn't happy with her own life. Tiffany was in that mid-20s rut, post-grad, not really comfortable with her nine to five. Jess broke up with her college boyfriend. She just wasn't at her best. But she recognized that this is one of the happiest chapters in her friend's life. So she was trying. The trouble began two weeks before the wedding at the batch party weekend. The group was in New Orleans getting ready for their second night out. When all of a sudden, Cassandra couldn't find her favorite pair of diamond earrings. A precious family heirloom. Panic washed over her. And she tore through every dresser, every drawer, throwing clothes around and accessories around the room. Now, Cassandra knows that she packed those earrings. She saw them the night before. She planned her outfits out for each night months ago. So where could they be? 
Her two besties, Izzy and Camille, helped her dig through all of her bags, but no luck. They were missing. But the night had to go on. The streets and grenades were calling them. So Cassandra let it go, for now at least. So where did you go for your batch party? We went to Cabo. How was it? It was a blast. <laughs> it was a blast, okay? They, this is why I said my maid of honor, she took mm-hmm. that title seriously, okay? She told everybody what the cost was up front. They knew mm-hmm. what it was. And my thing was batch and bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I love that. So it was like a, no, it was fun, but it was going to be like a luxury trip. And it was 100% that they knew what they were paying for. And I think that everyone felt like they got their money's worth. We had a private driver the whole time. So we felt comfortable getting drunk. Yeah. Like we had someone like chauffeuring us and also just looking out for us. So that was really nice. We went to really great restaurants and they had like a celebration for me everywhere we went. The food was amazing. Their price that they paid, she had them pay like a one fee, it included all of their food. We had a yacht. I mean, like it was a thing. I mean, it was alcohol galore, private dining. It was, you name it. We went to the clubs and we had no drama there because everyone had paid what they, like all the fee stuff up front. So like there was no money problems. Everyone just had a really good time. I was more tired than anything. I yeah. slept so much and they kept waking me up to like do more things but yeah it was a good time i love that for you how would you feel if you were cassandra at this point like the batch party is good you're missing jewelry one of your best friends being a little iffy i would i would try to stay calm right because when you're frantic you can't find the earrings so that's the goal right now it's a find the earrings someone acting shady just take a mental note of it take a mental note Pocket, yeah, put it in your pocket because you don't want to overreact too soon and it start like a serious problem, right? So just pocket the information and come back to it. Yes. That's good advice. So the rest of the batch weekend was great. They danced on tables, karaoke'd, drank too much at brunch, and overall bonded. Well, most of them bonded. Tiffany was noticeably distant, but Cassandra rallied. Nothing was going to dim her light. Days later, the morning of the bridal shower, Cassandra was yet again looking for a missing item. This time, it was her pearl necklace her late grandmother gave to her. Again, she tore through everything and asked Izzy and Camille to help again. No luck. It was also nowhere to be found. Now, this made Cassandra uneasy. How could two pieces of jewelry go missing during this crucial time? It was starting to feel a little too often to be a coincidence. But again, she rallied through the moment. She would deal with it later. At this point, what do you think is going on with Cassandra's jewelry? They're in New Orleans. They're out of New Orleans now. They're out of New Orleans now. It's a different event. And your jewelry star is like mistakenly. I think at this point, she's probably that like, intuition of like something's being iffy is now starting to build into anger yeah it's right yeah it's like it's starting to boil now and rightfully so because you're like i know i did these things you you haven't lost your mind you know so an explosion is bound to come it's coming (laughs) (laughs) now her bridal shower was beautiful her bridesmaids did a great job well most of them tiffany was late and she wore the wrong shade of blue She forgot to sign the card. I mean, the usual from her at this point, but still disappointing. 
However, she did stay late to clean up. Cassandra was annoyed with Tiffany. And it wasn't noticeable to the average eye, but Tiffany could sense it. A good friend always can. Are you good? Tiffany asked. I'm fine, Cassandra answered. Are we good? Tiffany followed up. That's the follow-up. <laughs> it's the follow-up for me. <laughs> Not really, Cassandra continued. It feels like you don't want to be here. That that's not it, Tiffany interrupted. Let me finish, Cassandra said. You clearly don't want to be here. You're not happy about anything. Don't want to follow any guidelines. And you stole my jewel. Stole, Tiffany gasped. Yes, stole. Or maybe you're just messing with me, but you clearly took it at my batch party and today. Look, I know you're still upset about your breakup, but that's no reason to mess with my wedding. I never thought you were the type to be jealous. Cassandra stated. (laughs) Tiffany was silent, but the kind of silence that you could feel the pain through, she knew that she was off. She admittedly was having a very hard time at life, but she didn't think that this was how she was coming off. A few seconds later, and she could finally speak. I would never do anything to ruin your day, she said. How dare you accuse me, she shot back. Her voice laced with equal parts fury and pain. I would never do that to you. The confrontation escalated, with Cassandra hurling accusations and Tiffany denying them. The cleanup quickly turned into a chaotic mess, with most of the other bridesmaids trying to intervene and defuse the tension. In the end, Tiffany stormed off, leaving Cassandra feeling both triumphant but guilty. Question. Do you think Tiffany took the jewelry? No. It makes no sense to me either. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't. I I have no reason. I don't know much about Tiffany. We didn't get a lot of facts about Tiffany besides the emotional stuff to make a conclusion or to draw a conclusion that she's a thief. Exactly. Isn't that wild? (laughs) That's wild. And rightfully so. Anyone would be very upset if you accuse them of being a thief and stealing something from you. So you, you have to be very careful. You can't say something like that unless you can almost prove it. And I think people are so afraid of being vulnerable. I think that's really a lot of it too, like in life with wedding planning, people are so afraid of vulnerability, but I take the position that being vulnerable is actually very powerful, that you can stand on how you're feeling. You don't need outside validation with that vulnerability. You understand that you can recognize it and kind of move on from it. And I think the bride was also vulnerable about just like, okay, I'm obviously very anxious right now in this season of my life. You know, I, I've lost my earrings. Like they, those mean a lot to me. All of these contributing factors, if you could just admit how they're making her feel, a real friend, a good friend, as the story says, recognize that and try to help you through that. You know what I mean? But you have to just be vulnerable about where you are. And that's hard. And it's hard. It's hard for people. It's hard. People don't want to seem weak. Not not at all. Especially probably in the season of her life. But that was rough. Because accuse somebody. Because now if you accuse someone of something, especially of stealing. That's her character. It's character. Now like the friendship is at jeopardy instead of like this one, you know, like one thing that could have been resolved. Quickly too. So Cassandra instantly felt like crap. How could she accuse her oldest friend of stealing jewelry? 
that she probably misplaced. She knew that certain things would get a bridal pass, but with this, do you think she gets a bridal pass for this? No. <laughs> I wouldn't. I'd be like, no. <laughs> so we're going to fast forward a little bit to the morning of the wedding. Cassandra is in her bridal suite, surrounded by her crew. Well, her crew minus one. She hasn't spoken to Tiffany since days earlier at the bridal shower. Now that she's had a few days to think on everything, she's a bit embarrassed. But like any good bride squad would do, the remaining bridesmaids rallied behind her and ignored her bridezilla moment. They were like, we're delusional. It's delusional. It's fine. We, Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Stevie Wonder did the bullshit. Completely. It was moments before she was going to walk down the aisle when Ethan's youngest sister came up to her. Oh, I forgot to give these back to you at the shower. She said as she pulled Cassandra's missing jewelry out of her bag. It is so great to have another big sister to share things with. Like, I love this. I love all your jewelry. Cassandra froze. The only child spirit in her wanted to scream. She did the only thing she could do this late in the game. So she smiled and thanked her new baby sister. Question. She's too young to fight, right? Like, (laughs) she's too young to fight. So what do you do? (laughs) Is she? No. (laughs) No, okay. Well, I have friends who are younger sisters. Mm-hmm. I'm an older sister. And I've also had friends who are only children. So I, I know the territorialness that happens with that. Now that she is an older sister to her husband's sisters, right? Yeah. Now you have to course correct. Okay. Yeah. So you have some time to to help develop this young woman. So you can't fight her. Yeah. So what you have to do is course correct and say, girl, you know, I just accused somebody of stealing these. You have to communicate with me when you take my stuff, honey. You know, you say it nice, baby. You got to tell me when you want to borrow my stuff just so I can know. So I'm not out here looking crazy. Yeah. So next time, let me know when you have my stuff. Because if you don't, one thing about younger siblings, they're going to do it again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. She's going to do it again. It's earrings today. It's a sweater tomorrow. Yes. (laughs) Even when my sisters come to my house, I feel like they shop around for things. Oh, you haven't worn this in a while. You might as well give this to me. So Mm -hmm. it is a thing with sisters. And she just had, she does not know that. Like that's the culture of being a sister. And so she just has to course correct of like, letting her know and obviously if she comes to you then you can tell her no oh no these are very precious to me they're a family heirloom i don't want them to get missing in that way you know it's done but you can give you can wear these instead yep you know what's so funny about that it's because she didn't have sisters because my first thought i would have been in my sister's stuff i would have been digging through (laughs) that's i would have i would have tore before i go through my own stuff i would have went through theirs because that's where it is Facts. And, and I remember even as a kid growing up in the house, like when we all lived together, we would go through each other's closet to wear things all the time. All the time. If, if something was missing, you instantly go check your sister's closet because that is likely where it's at. And if it's not in the closet, she's just wearing it that day. And that's why yeah. you found it. That's exactly where it is. Like she's, she has it on her body. She has it on it her is body. hers now. So <laughs> I I get that. So yeah, she that's going to take some adjustment. Yeah. But she has to handle it very carefully because this is a new sister and you don't want to now have a conflict between you and your husband because of something you said to his sister. Exactly. It could have, she already got this thing happening with her friend. You don't Mm -hmm. want to have now a situation with your man and your man's sister. Exactly. 
So now it was Cassandra's moment to walk down the aisle. As she looked across the large room, she spotted her childhood friend sitting in the corner. Tiffany still came. The ceremony was beautiful. She was married to her partner and so happy. Later at the reception, Tiffany approached her to congratulate her. What do you do in this moment? Does she own up about the past or does she move on? Wait, what did you say? I said, cry. Yes. <laughs> Trigger tears now, okay? Okay, so what should she do in this moment? This is your absolute moment. And again, I don't know Cassandra because Ca- Cassandra Cassandra may not do this because she it's almost she has a vulnerability problem. Yeah. When Tiffany comes up to her and says, congratulations, this is her chance to take her by the hand and say, I am so sorry for accusing you of stealing the earrings. I have since found those earrings, but I knew I was wrong immediately after. I felt guilty about it. And the fact that you are still here on this day celebrating this with me, I want you to know that like heart to heart, I deeply apologize and I love you so much. You can give great apologies. Teach lessons because not what she did, but close enough. But that was her chance to kind of like, if you wanted to solve it yeah. in your ball gown and all, mm-hmm. taking the moment to recognize you made a mistake, giving her her flowers and just saying, I I was tripping. Yeah. But of course, Cassandra didn't do that. Not as well as you did. Filled with remorse, Cassandra apologized to Tiffany. She recounted the whole embarrassing mix-up with tears streaming down her face. Tiffany coaxed her and asked that she stop crying on her wedding day. I understand how things got twisted, she said. We're good. You look beautiful. Congrats, and I am so happy for you. Cassandra was relieved and went back to having the night of her life. They had a great time at the wedding. But do you think their friendship ever really went back to normal? Like, is that possible? It's possible with a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Tiffany is an adult. Tiffany still came to the wedding. She did stop her friend from crying. And even if Tiffany accepts the apology, you know, she kind of like, it's a serious accusation to make. It is. Right? So much so where she no longer even was a bridesmaid. Nope. So it. It will take a lot of work on the bride side. So I'm probably thinking that the friendship may be forever changed, honestly. Mm -hmm. But if she found the time and prioritized it, I think it could save the friendship. I want her to save the friendship. I know. Does she save the friendship? (laughs) All right. We have an update from a friend of a friend from a few years later. Tiffany ghosted Cassandra after her wedding. Cassandra hasn't seen her since. But she's heard from a friend of a friend, that Tiffany was happy and that's all that really matters. I'm not gonna lie, I get it. I get it. Because she not only questioned if she was a thief or not, like that's the petty part of it, but the core of it is, I know you're in your, a beautiful season, but you also knew your friend was in the worst season of her life and she was trying to show up for you. So you didn't even give her grace to try to be there for you in moments. And I think that is very hurtful. You know, this is a broader moment that I have to be on the side of the the non-bride, to be honest, because now our friendship is ruined because you were just absolutely tripping. And 
you don't know what was going on. Like with Tiffany, breakups are so hard. Breakups are so, so, so hard. And then imagine going, like you're still going through the emotional processing of a breakup and you're watching a friend be like literally the opposite side of a relationship paradigm of like getting married and like this big old celebration. Anybody witnessing it will start internalizing where they're at. Anybody. And that's not to say that Tiffany wasn't happy for her friend. It's just that she was going through her own emotional processing. You got to meet people where they're at. And if she was going through that at that moment, there's nothing, there's no amount of a girl get over it that's going to help her right now. Like she's going through a breakup and dealing and seeing you get married and not mean she's not happy for you or even that she's jealous. It's just that she's just in a different place. And of course you would start to feel down about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And Especially if, so if you're down about yourself already and someone kicks you when you're down, like even if there isn't this dynamic of like, I'm above you, but like you're in a different place. And even if you kick them sideways, you're still kicking them. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel good. It's too hard. So I get it. It's hard. I get it. Yeah. She's going to chill. She needs to chill. It wasn't worth it. At all. But also, thank you for joining Bridal Mess. It's so much fun. Oh, this was a lot of fun. I had a really good time doing this. This was a lot of fun. I can't believe how many connections I had to the story. I know. <laughs> Hopefully nobody in my personal life submitted this. They're like, Jazz is Cassandra, but don't tell her. But this isn't me, y'all. For the record, this isn't me because y'all y'all saw, I would have apologized. Should have should apologized really, really well, too. I would have gotten over with because good friends are so hard to come by. They are. And, you know, you don't want to lose friends in this season. Like, you want to take them over into that life. And I always think, like, in the future, not everyone wants to be a mom, but I do want to be a mom. And I think how important it is to have good friends Mm -hmm. so my kids can see good friendships, so they have other responsible adults they could trust, Yeah, you know? And you just lost one for nothing. Yeah. I'm going to drop your socials in the podcast notes. But do you want to share about anything that's coming up next or where everyone can find you? Yes, I am on TikTok at period all that jazz, J-A-S. I am on Instagram as at attorney jazz. Again, that's J-A-S. Right now, I am currently working on my candle line. If you do follow my TikTok, you know, I made my own candles for my wedding. I had a scented wedding. Oh, it's amazing. Yes. And I I absolutely love the fragrance. And so did my vendors and the wedding guests. And so I've decided to put together like a few scents that I will be launching at the end of the month. So I'll have that. That's called Water Sign. And you can follow the page. It hasn't, I mean, maybe by the time this launches, it'll have something Mm -hmm. on the page, but it's at Shop water sign, and that's just a regular water sign, W-A-T-E-R-S-I-G-N. And that's because I am a water sign. I already told y'all. Okay. Cancer. So I'm a cancer. I'm putting my feelings into candles so I can share some beautiful experience with you all through scent. So yeah, that's really what I'm working on right now. And really just figuring out how to be a wife my way. Oh, I love that. 
Okay, well, I'm excited to continue to follow along on your journey and check out the new sense. Everyone follow along. We'll drop in the podcast notes. Again, thank you so much. This was so much fun. (laughs) This was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for having me.